Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back, guys. DGS on KMOX. Happy Tuesday to you. Uh, Cuomo is on News Nation, 7 p.m. St. Louis time. He joins us now. We talk to him about once a week. Chris, good to talk to you, my friend. I understand you are at a field hockey game. Okay, this is... (laughs) One of the most maddening things I've ever watched in my life. Do you hear all that screaming? Yes, I do. No reason for it. No reason for it because the game is designed for there to be no scoring. No scoring, lots of frenetic activity, yet no action. I have never seen anything like it. What age are we talking? This is middle school girls field hockey. And I'm already, somehow, somehow, I've already screwed it up. My daughter, uh, they have equal time here uh, on you play in middle school yeah. in our school district, so everybody's got to get time. Yeah. She tells me when I get here, after braving incredible traffic, that she is playing the second half. The second half. <laughs> so I have to sit and watch the first half. And I'm getting these looks from parents because I'm not cheering. I don't know your kids. I don't know this. I don't know these people. I'm supposed to cheer? Doesn't that make me some kind of creep if I'm sitting here, like, cheering for, like, random 13-year-old girl? She gets in, and I'm watching whatever she's doing. And then I realize, you know what was a really smart move? The coach decided to hold closed practices because it makes the girls feel more comfortable that there's no stress or pressure of people watching. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Because I snuck around the corner and watched when they were at the end of a practice. <laughs> yeah, I get it. I get why they don't want anyone to watch it. Now I get it. <laughs> so that's where I am. So I am happy to talk to you about eighty. <laughs> oh, my God. I love it. I love it. Chris, my daughter is eight. She's a freshman at KU now. But she did three years of softball when she was like, you know, eight, nine, and ten. I swear to you it's true. Three seasons I never saw a hit. Not oh. one hit. And softball is like Thunderdome compared to this. <laughs> I mean, this is this should be played on ice at a minimum, this game. I mean, I've never, I've never, when my wife turns around and says to me, you keep telling them to hit it as hard as they can. The ball's not allowed to leave the ground above the knee. Uh, I say, well, that is, that is like anathema to any type yeah. of, of success. It's the opposite of a sport. What? <laughs> <laughs> they just scored. 
and literally, it's like there's going to be a parade here. All the parents, the looks on the parents' faces, it's like all their kids just got college admission. <laughs> it sounds like a massacre going on. It sounds sounds awful. I think I'm actually in a state of shock right now. This is the first goal I've seen in two years. <laughs> Some lean days here on the eastern end of Long Island. Oh, my gosh. I love it so much. hockey bastion. So ask me about something that okay. actually interests me. Okay. I, I, I have something. So... You and I line up very, very symbiotically politically, and uh, I am very interested in the No Labels Party and what they represent, but every, and I mean every, every guest I have on my show, whether they're Democrat or Republican, smart, reasonable people, some are legislators, some are just thinkers, to a person, not only are they opposed to no labels, but the guys will back me up on this wheels yeah, and rage. They 100%. are emotionally, vehemently opposed to no labels. Okay. Um, passionate, uh, a passionate lack of intelligence doesn't make the lack of intelligence any better. Of course they don't like the idea because they are invested in the game. It's like if another team entered onto this field hockey thing, which probably wouldn't increase the scoring. But if it were to happen, the two existing teams would be very upset because they care about the game. And the follow-up question, ooh, scored again. You're good luck, guys. This is great. i got to do this every, every game. Um, they, you have to do the next question, which is why? And the only thing they can say to you is, well, because they'll be a spoiler. They'll be a spoiler. What will they spoil? The battle to the bottom of which side is worse, where you don't have to focus on problems expect, except to exploit them, and you just attack your opponents personally, and you don't focus on any issues that are difficult to deal with because you don't have to because people will vote because they're choked into these two different silos. That's what you don't want to spoil. And I, I think that's the through thread. And the problem is we don't need a third party. Uh, we need uh, like five and you need the primary process to be opened up, which is just done as a series of traditions. It's not in the Constitution. It's not in federal law anywhere that they get to run everything. If you had open primaries, you'd have more moderate uh, candidates. If you had ranked choice voting, you'd have more moderate candidates. And that's where we want to get. We want to get to where you don't have to be crazy to be successful. Yeah. So I know last night you talked to uh, to Gavin Newsom for uh, quite a while. I will admit, I'll fall on my sword and admit that I've always discounted him for sort of the, oh, I, I see you, you're the California pretty boy guy, and okay, whatever. I saw him on another show recently, I forget which one it was, a long-form interview, and I liked him a lot more than I thought I would. Your, your thoughts on, on uh, Governor Newsom? On, we've gotten so used to dumbed-down dialogue that him just sounding like a normal, polished politician Amen. is refreshing. <laughs> but look, he has a no-lose situation with being the super fan for Biden, except for one aspect, which is, is he missing his best window? You know, the idea that, well, in four years, but who knows what happens in four yeah. years yeah. and how big the field is. And really, if you were going to make the case that, look, Biden, I love him, but we need a guy who's got a different level of battery, and that's me. This is the time to do it. And so there's no downside to his superfan status because the administration embraces it because they need it. Um, but look, if he were running, I'd do a very different interview with him if he's running. Yeah. Because I wasn't going to chase him about California's woes because who cares? You know what I mean? He's <laughs> yeah, talking yeah. about Biden and Biden's 
uh, administration. So I'm talking to him about that. And the only thing I really went after him about is what I think is just a bridge too far of saying that Kamala Harris is the best person they could ever have for vice president. Um, I mean, if everybody, you know, if three quarters of the people in the polls disagree with you, you got to rethink your, your situation. Chris, how does the uh, I know I'm all over the place here, but how does the release of the Iranian hostages and the releasing of the six billion dollars hit you? I don't like it. Uh, why? Because six billion is too big a number for you to not get everybody. Hmm. And, you know, if you look at other countries, there are very few who do what America does uh, to get their people back. That's true. That is true. We do more. We give more. We take more bad deals to preference the return of our people than most other major countries do. That's fair. And I think that that's a feather in our cap. I just think that if you're going to be about something, be about it. And to let Iran get $6 billion that they're going to use for humanitarian aid the way I'm about to spot a couple of all-Americans on this field, it's a situation where you shouldn't have family members coming on my show with tears in their eyes because their father has been left behind. Mm-hmm. If you're going to do it, you should do it. And the $6 billion, I don't like people saying $6 billion, like we gave it to them out of taxpayer dollars. That's, that's not fair either. Yeah. Um, but I don't like it because if you're going to be in, be in. And if you're going to be about this, then be in it and play hard with these guys. I really believe that we've made a mistake in thinking that we have to be careful with despotic and terroristic and extreme uh, regimes. You know, history tells a different story. When you push Putin, guess what he does? He backs away. Go look for examples of where someone pushed Putin to the brink of doing what he said he was going to do, and then he did it. So we're giving him all this leeway right now, like he's going to you know, use all these nukes uh, if we don't let him run around where he wants to run. I think the opposite is true. You let him run around, there's a better chance that he ups his ante. Yeah. With Iran, I think you've got to really play hardball with these people because, you know, I don't know if you've been following the story, but there's a guy that we left behind that they put on trial as America. They had a trial against America as a terroristic entity, ironic, Mm -hmm. and they had this guy as the proxy for America. And then we didn't include him in the deal and he got left behind. So I don't like it. It's troubling. Hey, Andrew, do me a favor. We've talked to Chris before about getting Rocky Sickman on, who was the uh, Iranian hostage in 1981 for 444 days. I interviewed him yesterday about this, about eight minutes. Will you send this to Chris's uh, AP? Uh, I think I think you'll like him. Uh, Chris, did you happen to see the thing that kind of went viral from Missouri where the two state senators did the flamethrower thing? No, what happened? So two state senators, uh, both very conservative, both pretty MAGA, one who's running for governor, uh, had a Freedom Fest. And as a part of it, they took flamethrowers and they burned up boxes. And so it went viral as a book burning. In fact, there were no books in the boxes, but the the uh, the senator who was running for governor said, now, if there were LGBT books trying to be put into school, don't think I wouldn't have a book burning on the governor's mansion lawn. And so it's really kind of blown up and divided the Internet. Sigh, sigh, sigh. You know, this is just what we've become about, right? I mean, I just wish that people look at these situations 
and forget that it's politics for a second and just put it in the context of any other dynamic in your life that matters. And you'll see how absurd it is and how little respect and regard you'd have for the people who behave this way. And that's what we forget. You know, we forget that uh, the game is just that it's just a game. And that if this was two people on your local school board who did something like this, the community would kick them out on their ass in a heartbeat. But we allow it because in politics, this is what we become about. You know, it is literally just a Thunderdome. Two men enter, one man leaves. And it's as bad as you want it to be because people expect nothing else. Fahrenheit 451. Tonight at 7 p.m. local St. Louis time, News Nation, great channel. Uh, check it out. Great network. Really doing a fine job across the board. Cuomo, 7 p.m. Chris, always great. Thank you so much for calling in during the field hockey. We have really enjoyed this. I just want you to know, three goals during the time I've been talking wow. to you. I've never seen one, and now I still haven't. I'm just watching the numbers change because I had to leave because people were giving me the side eye because my conversation about the nation's future was somehow raining on the cacophony of their voices for the inaction. All right, buddy. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks. All right. Thank you, guys. Take care. Oh, man. That was fun. Mm -hmm. That was fun. (laughs) That sounded insane. Youth sports are insane. If you told me that it was a a field full of girls being chased by a man with a machete, I would go like, yeah, that's (laughs) That's what that would sound like. That's what that would sound like. That's exactly what that would sound like. 423 DGS. All right, can I do like a Gatling gun of rants here? Let's go. I think we forget sometimes that institutions are made up of people. And I think we have a current crop of people, not all of them, but it's it's become not only acceptable to be a pick me, thirsty, selfish, one issue politician, one issue voter, but it's become very popular. And there it's almost like going to a club, like a dance club, like, uh, oh, what do you want? You want techno? We got a place. Here it is. What do you want? You want old school? We got a place. Here it is. That, oh, are you a, 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 a sub-intelligent douchebag knuckle dragger? We got a place right over here. Um, and I think what we need, our only hope, is a new crop of really good people. Um, We have good people, but we don't have a crop of them. And to me, that means people who are truly interested in public service, not for the purposes of becoming famous or becoming uh, millionaires, but who truly care about the country the way they did when we founded the country and for a very long time after that. I don't hold the Founding Fathers up to be deities or aliens. or They were people and they were flawed. But I do think that they cared more for the country than they did for their own personal gain and for their own personal fame. Could be wrong, but I think that's what we need. Um, I think that we need better people in the media. I think that the media has gone downhill as much or more as uh, politicians have. I'm embarrassed many times to be a part of the media. Um, When I flip around the channels between Fox News and CNN and MSNBC and see just how much like the politicians, it's all about them. It's all about their agenda. I respect people who can walk and chew gum at the same time. Uh, For example, 
I don't think Donald Trump should be reelected. Uh, I don't think anyone who uh, would be a convicted felon, whoever they are, should be reelected. I also think the border's a mess. And it, typically, Fox is the one who's going to run with the border's a mess, and it's all Biden's fault, and CNN are going to be apologetic about it. I can do both. I can say, I don't think Donald Trump should be president. I don't think Biden should be president again. I think the border is a mess. We've gone from 3,500 arrests uh, a day in May to 8,000 now. It is a mess, and no one wants to fix it. We all just want to fight about it. It's like the house being on fire and we're fighting about whether we should use water or a fire extinguisher and the house just continues to burn. Um, a teacher was recently fired for reading uh, the diary of Anne Frank to her junior high students because in a part of it, Anne Frank talks about uh, male and female genitalia and uh, it drives me crazy. First of all, if you think your high school, your your junior high kid doesn't know what genitalia are, you are living in a fantasy world. And if they don't, I don't think maybe you're doing the best job of parenting because they should. And you're missing the bigger picture. I think it's worth it to have a, a penis or vagina mentioned to get the overall story, this amazing story of Anne Frank. And it just seems that we become so myopic and so small in our thinking. And it just drives me crazy. And there's my rant uh, reactions. I mean, we, we won't even argue things in a realistic way, right? So what happens when it comes to the border discussion? It'll come back to, well, drug dealers are bringing fentanyl in. Yeah, but they're bringing them in. Nine, 90 to 95% of the fentanyl coming in is coming in through legal ports of entry. Why aren't we talking about that? Why aren't we talking about cleaning up what's happening at the ports and the airports and at the crossings via road? How, how do you do it? But we, we devolve into something that's not even the point. You're not, I mean, you're not even making the point. If you're saying, here's a real Like my analogy about the house being on fire. Yes. It's like, you don't understand the damage that a fire, hide, a fire extinguisher can do. It's like, dude, you're about to lose the whole damn house. Do something. Yeah. Just makes me crazy. Makes me crazy. Well, there's also, you're also not allowed to compromise, which is another problem. Mm -hmm. And it's why none of these things get addressed. Because the how is, everybody can say what to do, right? The what is close down the border. All right, how? How is the way to do it financially, financially responsible way? In a way that isn't a human rights disaster. In a way that isn't going to cause even more unintended consequences. But the how doesn't matter. It's just do what I want. 439DJS has got a nice text from our buddy Chris over at Chris's Pancakes. Like my little rant. Hello, Chris. Hey, Chris. Uh, Rachel, what do you got? Well, we love our McDonald's on this show, don't we, folks? I have an article. Um, uh, oh, I love McDonald's. He does. I have an article from a dietitian telling us the healthiest things to order from McDonald's, and some of the results may shock you. Andrew's bracing himself. <laughs> so I the, hope it's 20 chicken nuggets. <laughs> so the number one most healthy thing you can get at McDonald's are the apple slices, which is not a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> the next health, healthiest thing is you can get a small latte. So obviously that's not a meal, but it does provide some protein and nutrients. So this is something that can kind of tide you over in between meals. It's They started at 140 calories. Next up, we have the hash browns. The 
oh, just so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are somewhat healthier than the small fry option in terms of calories, fat, and total carbohydrates. So the next time you order those hash browns, you don't have to feel so guilty about it. Go on. Yeah, please. Yes. I feel like what's being advertised as healthy is just the smaller stuff. <laughs> yeah, well, There's less of it. Of course it's not going to have as many yeah. calories. Why don't you let me continue uh, and you can prove yourself right. A thimble of soda. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, we have the four-piece chicken McNuggets, which you can get in a Happy Meal. And I got one for my one-and-a-half-year-old niece <laughs> not too long ago. And the little box that came in was so adorable. It was like the size of like a like an Altoid bin or something. It was mm. so cute. Uh, but that is a healthier option than your traditional hamburger as chicken is a naturally leaner meat and you're only eating four nuggets. So, so if I eat five of those, how not is as, that? Not as healthy. Five, four pieces. Okay. Andrew, would you rather have the four-piece nugget <laughs> but you can have nothing else or just not eat? Hmm. That's a good question. I guess probably the the nugget, right? <laughs> I'll take the nug. <laughs> Next up, we have the small fries. And yes, it's it says portion control is your best friend when it comes to your health. So wheels is on to something. Yay. <laughs> Uh, the hamburger is nutritious enough to satisfy. It has 12 grams of protein and a good amount of iron, so you can mm. feel good about that. It starts at 250 calories. And then, of course, we have the classic cheeseburger, which is the same thing, just with a piece of American cheese, which adds on another 50 calories, bringing it to 300. This is, <clears throat> never mind. No, go ahead. <laughs> uh, look, all I'm doing is reading off menu items from McDonald's. Just, You're not stepping on any I was going to say the dumbest thing I've said in 24 years in the air, which Hit is us. saying a lot, but I almost said, like, like it would be interesting to anyone. I was I almost said, like, sometimes I prefer a hamburger over a cheeseburger. And then <laughs> it is interesting. Some, I love it. Something in my brain goes, shut up. <laughs> let's drill, let's drill uh, down on this. Yeah, why do you think that is, Dave? <laughs> I, I have an answer for you. I think it's because... As a child, I always got hamburgers, mm-hmm. never got cheeseburgers. I don't know why, but uh, like to me, the 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 humble hamburger at McDonald's is kind of like the quintessential burger. Do you guys remember whenever you graduated from getting the Happy Meal into a normal meal? Well, I'm at too McDonald's? old for Happy Meals. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, I remember when I did, it and it was exciting. <laughs> yeah. What well, was it called that though? It was it was just getting the hamburger meal. Yeah. No, I've said it. For years and years, the the Jack Glover rule, which was a good one, uh, was you could get two hamburgers and a soda or a hamburger, fries, and a soda, but never two hamburgers, fries, and a soda. That's just the way it was. And, so and what age did you graduate out of that? Teenage, young okay. teenage, and I think we talked about this not too long ago, but the first time when he said, like, would you like a Big Mac? It was like my bar mitzvah. I mean, yeah, uh, like, <laughs> I have become a man. <laughs> I thought I had to join the army or something. He's like, my voice just dropped. <laughs> there's something about something when, dropped. There's something about when you <laughs> tell that story and you say hamburger fries and a soda or two hamburgers and a soda, but never, ever. Which way would you go on that one? Uh, I would probably do two hamburgers and a soda. Yeah, I've because talked fries before. are just sweet yeah, wins. Exactly. Yeah, I've exactly. talked about it before. Fries are they're not substantial. They won't they're fill you up. Zero calories. They're, they're the zero healthiest, calories. Healthiest thing on the menu. Up next, we have a couple of breakfast items. The egg McMuffin is That's, the healthiest. Love me a muffin. I like those a lot. Mm. And yep. the fruit and maple oatmeal, which I don't think anyone has ever ordered from McDonald's yeah, before. Not getting that Never at McDonald's. Should. 
The filet fish is a great source of many nutrients, including protein, iodine, can that be right, and omega-3 fatty acids. The only, I love the filet fish love. The only problem is, and everyone knows it's true, that in every filet fish is a brown bite. And you're going to hit it at some bite, point. Yeah. One Brown little bite. bite. Yeah, like it's it's beautiful, white, flaky fish. But then there's that one piece that's brown and kind of tastes like your grandma's basement smells. And you're going <laughs> to get one of those in every sandwich. <laughs> and the final healthy option they offer at McDonald's, the McChicken sandwich. It has fewer calories and grams of fat than, say, a McDonald's quarter pounder, which has 630 calories and 37 grams of fat. That makes me think twice the, before the my quarter next pounder? quarter pounder. Yeah, the, the McChicken just has 400 calories and 21 grams of fat. If you pair that with apple slices, this can be a decent option to up your protein intake while at the same time not ingesting as much sodium as when you eat the other burger options. It's like what they McDonald's. can do, they can take those apple slices and shove them up Ronald's butt because <laughs> <laughs> those are not an option. Those are not an option. It can't be a healthy option if no. it's just not an option. I don't want to be your friend. If you're a grown-up and you get <laughs> apple slices at McDonald's, I don't want to know you. Yeah, I'll take the... Um, um, maple oatmeal and the apple slices, please. In <laughs> a cup for water. In a, a cup of water. <laughs> for all of you out there who, like me, think that we're probably living in a simulation, the Matrix, Matrix has finally glitched too much. <laughs> this story just broke. Cassidy Hutchinson, who we all remember testified at the January 6th uh, hearings and Donald Trump reached for the steering wheel and all that stuff. Mark Meadows, top eight. Got her in your head. Says that Rudy Giuliani groped her on January 6th. In the tents when they were all watching it unfold. Like, I'm really enjoying the insurrection and the, the, uh, the, the raiding of the Capitol, but if only I could touch somebody's boobs without them wanting me to. Like, what the <laughs> hell? What the hell is going on? It's even worse than you described. This is from her book, right? right. So she described it. I'm going to try to keep it somewhat family friendly. But um, so this involved the upstairs grope. Okay. And an attempted downstairs grope as well. And then she said, I, I, she's, I'm trying to, I'm reading her words, but I'm going to try not to say it too graphically. But she said she feels what he's doing. And they kind of lock eyes, and he's got jaundiced eyes, and she's freaking out. And she looks across the room at John Eastman, who, in her words, flashes a leering grin. Ew. And then she's like bolts and gets the hell out of there Poor to thing. go do something else. Like, first of all, all of it's creepy, but it's even, if you read her words, it's even worse. I mean, I edited it because people could be driving around with kids. It's, it's so creepy and gross. And then another guy is standing there. He is seeing this going on. And just smiles at her. I feel really bad for her. I do too. I don't even know what to say. It was wild to see the headline and then you read it and you're like, oh no, she was groped. And then it's like on January 6th. Like, (laughs) what are the odds? How did you have time for this? Yeah. Like, is that going to be part of the defense? Like, I couldn't have been leading a... I was assaulting someone. (sighs) Unbelievable. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey. 